All right, guys. So we are live, and I'm excited. Um, it is our uh, Tuesday Mastermind, and, uh, you know, this is probably one of my um, – I guess I should say I have a lot of fun on these calls. It's one of my favorite days, um, you know, Tuesday morning, uh, really getting to, to mastermind. And the way that this works is basically, uh, you know, it's a battle. I mean, I get to ask questions to our special guest. He gets to ask me questions, and we treat it as if everyone listening is a fly on the wall, and they basically are listening to us mastermind about our business. And the goal is to really help each other get better. And then at the end, we open it up for some of your questions where you can ask our guests some questions as well. So today I'm excited uh, because I have a person that I've followed for a long time. I don't even know if, uh, if Nick even knows this, but our special guest is Nick Unsworth, and um, he's an amazing entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to connect with and, and really try to follow people um, who inspire me and people who I can learn things from. And um, that's really, I'm sure you'll hear from, from Nick, one of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur is to just associate yourself or connect with people who are doing things that essentially you want to do and are basically, going, are, are basically connecting and uh, providing value on a consistent basis, and that's what he does. So his story is amazing, um, and uh, you know, I think that we can learn a lot from um, some of the branding strategies, some of the things that he's doing from events to connecting with entrepreneurs and putting on amazing um, events and uh, you know, online summits that not only provide value to everyone in the marketplace, but he's doing it with an amazing cause, and that's why I jumped on it right away um, because, you know, he realizes that it's more than just about the money and, and, and everything else, all the shiny objects that uh, we potentially see um, ourselves getting when we become entrepreneurs. He sees that there's a bigger picture, and, and that's what I love about him. So, um, Nick Unsworth, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I am fired up. I was uh man, I was up this morning at four thirty. My Tuesdays start with like this men's like entrepreneurial mastermind like prayer group and uh you couldn't be catching me at a better time. It's like I'm I'm like literally on fire. I'm like breathing fire after that meeting. So that's awesome. I'm excited, man. excited to be here and uh you looking forward to hanging with you and in, in your community. Awesome, man. Well, you know, the way this works, like I said, you know, um, this is, uh, we like to treat it like a true mastermind. I know typical interviews, it's me kind of drilling you, but I use this time to pick your brain, man, and to see what makes you tick, and, and uh, you know, if I can leverage some of the things that you're doing and all of our listeners as well, and then if you have questions for me about traffic or anything else, you can fire away. Um, I let everyone know nothing's scripted. He has no idea the questions I'm going to ask him, uh, but uh, are you ready to kind of get this party started i'm ready for battle man i got my combat <laughs> boots on and the helmet ready to rock <laughs> awesome man well before i actually ask uh nick the question i want you guys to know nick is actually going to be speaking at our event this year so you guys will be able to meet him personally and um shake his hand get pictures and all that good stuff and we're also going to learn a lot about him today so my first question um for nick is this i mean uh you know i'd love for you to actually kind of tell your story and let people know a little bit about you um, actually, before I actually ask you the first question, because you may actually cover my first question in your story, if you don't mind, kind of giving, giving me, I'd, I'd like to know more in depth about sure. just, you know, how you got here. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, I, um, just to, just to take it way back, you know, ever since I, as a little kid, um, I think so many, if you think about, you know, when you were a little kid, right. And, and all the experiences and many times that shapes, you know, who we grow up to be and the beliefs and all the things that, that happened in our lives. And, and so when I think back, um, you know, I grew up where, 
you know, blue-collar family. My dad was um, a provider, incredible, honorable man for that, but he was working, I, I mean, working his ass off. I mean, you know, he was driving from Connecticut to New Hampshire and back every single day to put food on the table, and as a little kid, he wasn't there. You know, he wasn't around, and I looked at that as, you know, as, you know, he didn't love us or he was too busy for us, and, you know, and I resented that, and it was hard. Now, of course, now as, a, as I'm older, I look at it and I'm like, man, well, that's pretty crazy. The poor guy was working his butt off to provide. But but from that experience, I just grew up and I just I, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to have a boss. I didn't want to have someone that I despised working for. And, you know, so I just grew up and I was just thinking uh, all I wanted to do was be an entrepreneur. I want to not have a boss and, and, be, and be able to pave my own road and do my own thing and have freedom. And so what's crazy is that as I had that – you know, strong core belief, and it was like my mission, and had no idea how I was going to do it. But I get to college, and just wasn't really into you know the business school and all that, and and I ended up getting into network marketing. And network marketing, um, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a stigma. I didn't know that it was so ridiculously challenging to build one of those businesses. I just saw it, and I and I met a guy who was my upline mentor, and he said, you know, here's a five-year plan to be financially free, and it looked a lot better than a typical plan. And so I took that, and I just went nuts. I talked to every single human being I knew, and every single person said no. I then said, I don't care. I'm going to find a way. You know, I learned some core skills and learned about personal development and powered through. You know, fast forward, I ended up doing well in network marketing. Then the parent company went bankrupt. And then throughout my, all of my 20s, for about literally – about seven years in my 20s, I would swing the bat, swing for the fences with the next business. And, you know, I was always going for the home runs, always going for the grand slam, always chasing money. And what happened is that I chased that right into real estate and the meltdown happened in the economy. I chased it to all these different industries and I was chasing the money. And long story short, I ended up discovering internet marketing because I, I came across this magnetic sponsoring thing and got onto all the gurus' lists, and I started buying all kinds of products. And I just decided one day that, you know, I was in 50000 bucks of debt. I had to just make a decision, and I had to get out of this mess I got myself in. And, you know, I stopped buying courses, and I started just taking action. You know, I called myself a Facebook marketing expert. I helped people that knew less than me. Started in the local, local market, ran my way up to national clients like Safeco Insurance and, you know, speakers and coaches and best-selling authors. And then within two years, I sold that business, you know, for over half a million bucks and said, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to live what I call a life on fire. I want to do what I love for work every single day. I want to have the time freedom, and I want to help people avoid the mess that I put myself through, and I want to help people shortcut that. So if it took me basically 12 years to finally truly make it, I want to help someone do it in five, you know, like my mentor said, you know, and, and help them with the tools and online marketing to build the, the work and, you know, the, the business that they love. And my core thing is that to me, a life on fire is it's not just, you know, loving what you do for work, but it's creating and making impact, you know, impact with my clients, then impact, you know, with charity. You know, we, you know, we do fundraisers literally every single quarter and, you know, it puts a purpose behind the business that's bigger than us. It's not just us. It's not just money. It creates more purpose and fulfillment. And so that's just a, a real quick recap of, uh, of the, the, the war story. So, it's been a great ride. Awesome. Awesome, man. So tell me this. Um, you know, you talked about selling a business. And, you know, that's something I've never done. And, you know, actually, also, I saw that you just released it looks like a book. 
I'm gonna. I need to make oh, yeah. sure I get that. I want to talk about that. You're doing all these things that you know. To a lot of people, they may say, "Man, like you know, selling a business, writing books, you know, doing all these things." What, can you tell us just the process of that? I mean, when you started to build your company that you sold, did you think about selling? Like, was that the plan from the beginning? And how did that whole process come about? Did it, was it something that you said, "I want to sell it," or was it kind of did it kind of fall in your lap? I think there's a lot of people here that don't think that big, and they don't think that the things they can create could be sold or be um, that valuable. So I don't know. Maybe there's some something yeah. um, of value well, you could share with us about that. Yeah, for sure. There, there's some serious things in that, and I think it, it literally all boils down to the thoughts we think in our mind. I mean, it, it all boils down to you know the things that we tell ourselves. You know, and I think for me. When I was in that $50,000 of debt situation, the world was completely crashing around me. You know, I was, I was overweight by 40 pounds. I had all kinds of chest problems and, you know, wanted me to be on, you know, medication. And my mom gave me the book, The Secret, and I literally just reframed my mindset. It was like, you know, I'm not dying right now. I'm, I live in America. I've got all these, you know, opportunities. And I literally shifted my mindset. And even though... I was 50,000 bucks in debt. I had no clue what on earth I was going to do. I did not know after, you know, the business I had at that time failed. I just knew that if I could just believe in myself and I could believe that I'm meant here to do something and I could have positive thoughts running through my head that I could get out of the situation that I was in. I didn't know how, but I was so confident. And imagine this. I was so confident even in that spot after reading that book and changing my mindset that I went out and I got a tattoo in my chest that says of a cross that says Believe 2012 backwards. And I got the S the, from the, the book, The Secret, the logo, in the middle of the cross, and it, and it said Believe 2012 backwards. So in the mirror, I could read it. And, um, and that was my goal. My goal is to sell a business by the end of 2012. And that goal I set when I was 50000 bucks in debt a little over two years before that happened. So I somehow manifested this entire thing, and I didn't even know what the business was going to be. And so that's the power of when we truly want something bad enough, when we truly have a vision and we know that we're meant to do something, then I literally just looked around and looked at, you know, all the things I had learned, all the courses I had purchased, and I looked at what was best for timing, what was the best for, you know, my skill set, what was I good at, and I just pointed my finger and I picked Facebook marketing. And when I did that, I had the intention of selling a business by 30 years of age. That was my goal. It was written on my chest. And, you know, everything that I did went, was for that. And what's crazy is that as I built the business, it all came down to just bringing in revenues. You know, and it's like if I, I had a big enough book of clients, I had used a personal brand, which people always think a personal brand is very difficult to sell. And actually when I sold the business, I licensed my personal brand for 12 months. Um, so you can sell a business with a personal brand. And so what happened is I sold the business, and then once you're, you know, as you do that, they don't want you to just walk away. They don't give you just a half a million bucks in your hand and say, sayonara. I had what was called a, a two-year earnout. I had to stay on with them. I still had equity with them. And I had to stay on, and every month I would earn my distributions on, you know, on what they were paying me for the business, but I had to stay on and I had to perform and I had to help stabilize the business. And here's the thing. I sold the majority of the equity in the company. So I went from owning the whole thing to being in a minority position with the equity. So I still had a part of it, even though I sold most of it. And here's what happened. I basically sold my baby. I sold what was making me happy. I sold 
by a Facebook marketing company that I loved and I, and, I, and I enjoyed and it was all mine and I could make decisions and I could do what I wanted. And then all of a sudden when I sold it, I now had a freaking job. I now was in the minority position. I had a board to deal, to deal with and to tend to great people, not knocking them, but they had a different vision. They wanted to take this to millions of dollars. They wanted to service, you know, large corporations and insurance companies, and that wasn't my passion. And I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but if you've ever had a situation where you're working in, in an environment that you're not passionate about or you no longer believe in, it's going to fail, and it's not going to be fun. And so what happened is that, you know, I went from being passionate and loving what I was doing to feeling like I had a job. And so I found myself, I made all this money, and I was getting paid tens of thousands a month, and it was more than I've ever had in my entire life. And I got a beautiful place in San Diego with a balcony and beautiful stuff inside. I went from living with my grandmother's couch. You're talking like a 20-year-old brown nasty couch to, like, <laughs> beautiful stuff. And, but the thing that's so crazy is that once I sold the business, I felt so, like, empty and, like, alone. And I moved from Connecticut to California, and it was like, wow, the irony here is nuts. I've gone through so much struggle, struggle. I've wanted to sell a business like my whole life. I finally do it. And isn't that crazy that this sucks? Like that's not, you wouldn't think that, right? But the, the mm-hmm. reason I started Life on Fire and the reason I had a big epiphany is because in business, you have to love your life. You have to love what you're doing every single day. So instead of focusing on some end destination, like, if you're on this line, like, how do I get rich or how do I make all this money? It, once you get there, if you get there, it's never going to be what you expect. You know, it's kind of like if you, like, all I want to do is get promoted or, you know, buy this car. Then you get the car. It, and it, the, the fun was getting to the car. It's not right. Mm-hmm. The, the car isn't fun after, after all. Or it's like, you know, I was so focused on selling the business, and then I didn't. It's like, wow, that's not what I expected. It's no different than if you think about you know, people in corporate saying, I can't wait till retirement. Then you get to retirement, and you're devastated. I, have, I know so many people in my life that got to retirement, and they're devastated. And they're depressed, and they're bored, and their life doesn't have any purpose or meaning anymore. So my whole mission and what I learned from that selling of that business is that I would never sell something that I love. That'd be like me having kids one day and selling them for money. Right. It's not <laughs> worth it. I want to love my company. I want to love my job. And anything I don't like to do, I want to either get it off my plate, delegate it, or don't do it. And think of your business as your best friend. Think of your business as what makes you happy because you spend more time working than anything else. And just make sure that your business does something that you truly love, that you would do whether you got paid for it or not. And when you get into that flow and you truly tap into God's purpose or just your purpose, then it's going to happen way fast. That's awesome, man. And it's so true. I mean, um, and just for you guys who are trying to get to that point and you're only, you know, to make money and that's your only focus, that's to me when it's harder to make money, when it's like all about the money. The quicker you can find what you're passionate about, you know, the money will start to flow. In fact, you know, someone asked me the other day, they said, you know, when you got to the point where you're earning seven figures on the, on the Internet, like how did that feel? And honestly, I didn't even know that I had hit seven figures when I did it. Like I had to like I looked at my numbers one day and I'm like, wow, like, you know, this is this is happening, and it was because I was so just focused on providing value to the marketplace and getting better, um, you know, it just it just sort of kind of it just happened, and I don't know how to really explain it, but I don't know if that's happened for you, um, but for me, I can definitely say when you're doing what you're passionate about, 
um, is when things really start to open up for you. Would you, would you agree it with follows. that? Absolutely, man. Yeah. It, it, it's like it, it's kind of like um, when you need. I think about when I was in real estate. When I was a realtor, and I and I was so desperate, like, oh my god, I have to sell this this seller. I'm letting mm-hmm. me list their house, or else I don't know how I was going to like pay bills. And they could like smell it on you. As soon as you need mm-hmm. the money like that, it just it works the opposite effect. And that's why I find that giving. And it's like the more that I give, even when I was in debt or I didn't have a pot to piss in, <laughs> sorry for my language, um, I didn't have anything to give, I would still give like that last 10 bucks, you know, at the grocery store. And it's like when you, when you tell money that you are its master and it doesn't own you, it's like it starts to flow easier. It's like instead of looking for the relationship, if you're trying to find your husband or find your wife, it's like when you stop looking so hard and you focus on just enjoying life and living in the moment and just working hard, it's like the other stuff follows. So it's, it Absolutely. really is wild that, you know, when you're, when you're so, totally love what you do for work, it, it will follow. So true. What, what, I know I'm, I'm doubling up the questions, but it kinda, I, wanted, I had a follow-up question to the first question. Now, in terms of you selling the business, was there a point when the people came to you and you, or you sought them out and saying, okay, it's time to sell? I guess just for people who are on the line who sure. were, were thinking of doing that, what is that, pro- that part of the process like? Because I have had one of my companies – um, where we were very close to selling, and we ended, we didn't do it. And a lot of it was because of some of the things that you mentioned. You know, I would have gone from owning the business to being an employee, and that's just not how I roll. <laughs> so yeah. um, we didn't, but that happened. Um, they were they approached me. So um, I, I, to be honest, still to this day, I wouldn't even know. I mean, I, I guess I, I do know certain things you can do to go after people to offer your company, but – I've never really done that because I don't ever t- intend on selling companies. But for you, did that yeah. was that the case for you? Did they approach you, or did, did you seek out um, investors? I, I mean, it, it, the way it happened for me was I just um, it was actually someone that uh, a guy that I met at um, an Eben Pagan Mastermind conference. So I I put myself in the right environment, and that's where I learned how to market and wanted to become a Facebook marketing expert. That same contact became my first one of my first big clients in the business. And then, you know, he was a five-figure contract. Then it was a six-figure contract. And then it was like, wow, you're coming. You know, he was, he was uh, consuming so much of my time. I, had to, I came back and I said, listen, I, I, I have to cut some of this back. I, I need to focus on building a well-rounded business. And uh, he basically just wanted, you know, I was doing a lot of work on, you know, Facebook and social media marketing on his, pro- his projects. And he said, well, how much will it take? And essentially said, why don't I just buy your business? You know, and, and he looked at me as talented, and he looked at me as what I was doing as I added value. He didn't want to lose me as a client. So it's just interesting that you can um, sometimes, you know, if you're providing, a, if you're in a service-based business and you provide a value for a particular client, you know. Um, That's awesome. There was interest on his side. But. And, you, and you guys listening in, I mean, you should see that it all stems from value. And people always have a difficult time, in fact, Today, we that's the new post I'm actually doing, a new video blog I'm doing. is going to be talking a lot about this because a lot of times people have a difficult time equating how do I turn value into money. And they do it different ways where they think they're actually giving value, but they're, they're actually truly not. Because in my opinion, the only people that can tell you if something is valuable is your customer. Sometimes people think they're providing value, but they're actually repelling people. So... There's a way you right. have to do it, and you, um, you know, obviously did that. Cool, man. So did you have a question for me? Your turn. I do. I do. I do. I've got a, a few of them here. So um, I just think, you know, uh, as far as adding value goes, um, 
you know, I, I, I want to kind of segue uh, like this where, for me, my, my value proposition was always Facebook marketing, and I still leverage that to this day. So I learned a skill, use Facebook marketing, whether it's networking or with client, boom. Like, I know I can help people make money. That's my value. With you, um, I would love for, if you can give, um, give me what's working right now and what is your number one value proposition, and, you know, how do you leverage that to get clients? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, well, clearly, the couple my, the, yeah. Well, for me, you know, my passion, my passion um, is obviously teaching people how to generate targeted traffic and leads. And I think there's a difference between generating traffic and leads versus targeted traffic and leads. Um, where we really focus on, you know, helping you find customers um, versus just a lead. And that, that's still broad, so I want to go a little bit deeper, and I want to explain to you, like, where this comes from. So I also was in real estate, and it's funny. A lot of people who are really well – online came from real estate. And I remember yep. spending literally $50 a lead. Um, for our, I had a small little mortgage company. Uh, it was a net branch, and we would, I would buy, basically buy leads for the loan officers. And we would spend $50 per lead, you know, anywhere between $20 to $50 per lead. And, you know, like anything, people who are receiving the leads and calling out, they're never good enough, right, because they think that the person that they call should just automatically just do the deal with them. So I'm spending all this money, and obviously, you know, some deals would close, and then lead sources start to kind of dry up. And um, I, at that point in real estate, I realized how important lead generation was. And I had, and for whatever reason, my mind never turned to think you can generate this yourself. I don't know why. I never. I just thought you, this is something you buy. You don't do it yourself. You focus on the, the business side. So when I got into the home business industry, um, I remember when I was researching um, companies, I kept seeing the same people pop up, you know, on the search engines. And for whatever reason, it took me all those years to realize, like, wow, if people are searching for these companies and these things, there's got to be people like me that are doing this. And if I could learn how to do that, then, you know, I'm going to have a successful business. So when I joined my first network marketing company, I was able to yeah, I joined I joined a person, he taught me the strategies. I don't want to get into all of that. But that's what let me understand the importance of lead generation. Because I think that a lot of times when we teach people business, um, if you don't understand why you're doing a certain action, I don't believe you can sustain the difficult times in a business. So, like, for example, a lot of traffic coaches will say, here, you need to go generate leads. Spend money here, go generate leads. And then they go do it, and they don't get the result, and they go, that didn't work, that traffic method, you know, stunk or whatever. But if they understand the, the, the importance of providing value and they understand the, the list building over time and they understand the value of a lead and they understand why they're building this asset, you can sustain through those tough times and see that the money will come back to you. So when Google slapped everyone, okay, I saw it as a huge opportunity. I said, okay, well, if Google's stopping people, then this is a sign. I mean, I need to be the guy that can teach people how to generate targeted traffic and leads for their business from a variety of different platforms. So I just jumped in, and I mastered one at a time. Um, you know, I used the strategies first in the business I was in. I mean, I became a top producer in two different network marketing companies, leveraging traffic methods, but my focus was always on duplication. Like, it never made sense to me, like, when a person buys a product and their mindset is, I'm going to use this traffic method to explode the company that I'm in. Like my mindset was always like I'm going to learn this traffic method to teach it to my team so they can explode the business, and that's ultimately going to help me. So I always had this mindset that just for me it just made more sense to like I'm not learning this for me. I'm learning it for my team and the people that follow me. 
So in doing that, I had to make it simple. So going deeper than just tra targeted traffic and leads, what I focus on is trying to make the process understandable and simple so you can implement it immediately and also have the channels to get your questions answered. Because I'm sure when you start learning Facebook, um, you know, you didn't just set up an ad the first time and then make a bunch of money. You had to figure it out. You were willing to put in the work. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have what you have, that, that ability to continue to work through it. So what I try to do is make sure that when I'm teaching these strategies, uh, I create what I like to call in our office like a, a, a balancing board or a place for someone to continue to ask me questions after they actually do the action to ensure that they get the very best result possible. Um, and, and they're doing it the right way from the very beginning. So that's kind of what we teach. But in terms of what's working the best, um, they're all different. I mean, I think that it's kind of like, unfortunately, a little bit like the stock market where certain things are going to react different at different times, and each platform is different. Like Facebook, in my opinion, is very social. And I think when people try to leverage Facebook as if you were utilizing an ad on Google AdWords or you know, Yahoo, Bing, or anything related to search, I don't think you're going to get the same results when you try to use Facebook like you would in the search engine. You have to be more social and build relationships on Facebook, and then you can obviously, um, you know, after providing value first, you can give people another place to get more information if they choose to. Where, versus social media, you can just have a person search for something and boom, you just sell your product. They don't even need to really know you, like you, or trust you that much as long as it's giving them the solution to what they were searching for at that very moment. So. I guess being able to really understand and really go deeper on each um, traffic method um, is really my strength. And I don't know if I went off on a tangent, but hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and, no, you, you did. And, um, and I, I'm, um, I'm just curious about, I mean, um, you know, my, my awareness is just I'm so, like, tunnel vision on, on Facebook. And yet, you know, I mm -hmm. have friends with other people that, that handle other areas of traffic. But I was just thinking, you know, are you finding that, you know, AdWords um, is working? Uh, in, in certain niches, and that it's, you know, it's a really. I'm just curious about what your feedback is on. I don't on, do a lot you know. of Google AdWords. I do more Yahoo, Bing, pay per click um, on, okay. in the search engines. And what I've found was, and I don't even know. It's interesting you say this. I actually get about 12% of my traffic from Google, and I don't do any Google AdWords stuff. So okay. I figured out this strategy of how to leverage other social, other traffic methods, but create platforms from certain pages that still get indexed in Google, and I can actually leverage the power of the other mediums that I'm using to do that. And the reason I made that decision is because Google is just so weird about our industry, and I like to do a lot of YouTube pay-per-click marketing, and I didn't want to, um, you know, if you get kicked off of Google, then basically you're going to lose your, your uh, YouTube account as well. So with, between YouTube pay-per-click marketing and the other things that I do, I pretty much stay clear of Google AdWords just to maintain my YouTube pay-per-click strategies. But I figured out this way to combine YouTube, Yahoo, Bing, and Facebook to actually get my pages indexing really high on Google, which gives me that Google traffic. So that's kind of my, my, my um, strategy so, so behind that, that. I mean, that right there, I mean, that to me sounds awesome. I mean, incredible. I mean, and I'm just thinking about, you know, in terms of, um, like, you know, we are, our paychecks are as, as big as the value that we provide for people. And it's like, you know, so for me, I don't do any YouTube or, you know, Yahoo or, or, or Bing ads. And I'm thinking, but I, but I would love more traffic. I would love to know that. I would love to test that. I would love that playbook. And, you know, it's like instantly 
what I, what I love about this is that, you know, hearing that you've got a strategy that's YouTube, you know, Facebook, Yahoo, Bing, that's like that could be in, absolutely incredible valuable to the right audience. You know Absolutely, I mean? so like and, and Twitter, like man. Twitter is probably my secret weapon of them all. Twitter, pay-per-click marketing, really? hands down. Oh, Twitter, pay-per-click marketing is probably, in my opinion, the most underrated traffic method. I mean, think about it. You can jump into active conversations. Someone talks about, I want to lose weight, and you've got the right weight loss product. Your ad could literally show up right on their page in the middle of that conversation. There's nothing more. I mean, they've, it's taken search traffic to a whole new level because it's not someone just searching it's someone saying something so right. um i think that twitter and, and here's the here's the thing that um you know all of you guys writing books is pretty it's, it's inspiring to me and i wanted to get into that in your next question but we've i've actually started to, to, to do mine and this i haven't really told anyone about it and there's a chapter in it that it's the last chapter and and i'm gonna just leave it as, at this and i hope someone has an aha moment that's listening to this and you've already done it, and I, and I don't know if, if you're – I don't even know if you're – I mean, because for me, until I, it just kind of dinged in my head, I wasn't conscious of it. And a lot of things that happen in business, we're not always conscious of it, but when we stumble upon it, we keep it in our back pocket, and we, like, we go, boom, that, that was a game changer. So with social media and the way things are changing, like we all look at our email list as a lead, but in reality – your fan page, your Twitter followers, your YouTube, all those are leads now because they're all places where you can communicate and provide value to your list. So the real end goal, guys, is to actually make yourself a distribution channel. That's really, in my opinion, the biggest secret of, the, of where we are today in the world. Like when you can make yourself a distribution channel, for example, you're on this today. This is going to, you know, in a week we're going to put this out and everyone is going to see it. Um, that may generate some leads for me and some exposure for yourself, but I don't think people realize the power of when you can create and make yourself a distribution channel and whether that's you generating leads that you can send out and, and make, you know, make an offer and, and be an affiliate of another product or doing something like this. So in saying that, when you think of social media, my goal is not to just get a lead. It's you know, what about, let's just think five years from now. What if you have a million fans on Twitter and, and Facebook and you're, and you're continuing to put the value that you have out there? You, it's not about you just being able to push a button anymore and sell your products. You now are a distribution channel to the world. And that's the power that I see in lead generation that I don't think other people see. That's why I put so much money into studying it because it's a long-term game that I'm in this for. And that's the power of traffic and leads. It's not the sale right today. It's the power that you can not only provide for yourself, but for others in the future. You can be, a, a, you can be an amazing force and a platform for huge causes like you're doing each and every day on a scale that we can't even imagine. You know what I mean? So, I love it. Anyways, I love it. that's the last chapter of the book, which I go depth and deep on that, and I think I'm, I'm pumped up about that chapter. So, I got another question for you. Did you, did you have anything else on that? Or yeah, no, get that? no, that's okay, good. Cool. You're good. <laughs> All right. So, you know, the branding that you've done, I mean, it's awesome. It, it's magnetic. Um, what, I mean, what does life on fire mean to you? Like, how did you come up with that? Um, you know, how does a person actually live a, a life on, on fire? Like, you know, I mean, to me it's just very catchy. I, I love the whole – flame and you know, I actually you know it's funny I got your um 
I got a, uh, your your uh, event uh, postcard in the mail. I thought it was awesome. You know, he has his hand on fire and his flame coming out of it. I just thought it was cool. Like, so how does someone live a life on fire, and what does that actually mean? Yeah, so, um, and the definition is different for for each person. And so I think the reason, I think when you end up in a situation where your branding is going to be excellent for your business, it's it's because it has complete and utter alignment with your purpose. And so the, um, what happened for me is, like I said, you know, when I sold that business and I was devastated, you know, when I, I felt like my life was, like, meaningless at, at that point. And, you know, I was I, um, I called a friend and I said, you know, it, it was just like, you know, I needed a shoulder to, to, to turn or to cry on or turn to. And I was just saying, like, I, I just I don't understand, like, why I'm not happy from this whole thing. And she's like, you need a business coach. So I get this business coach for 36000 bucks. I get some business coaching, and she's and, and so here I was trying to reinvent myself, but I was reinventing myself with the guidance of another person that you know has a had at the time a five million dollar a year business and was really insightful. And she said, Nick, when you're starting this new business, we need to get to the core of what the, of what you want to do, you know, and and who you want to serve and what's the movement you want to create. And she asked me a question that rattled my cage forever, and she said, what? She has a bit of a trucker's mouth, but she said, what effing pisses you off? And I'm like, I'm a pretty, like, happy guy. I mean, like, like nothing really, like, pisses me off like, like, like crazy. And she's like, well, let me ask you this. She's like, what's the movement that you want to start? What's your stance in life? And what I realized, and now I call it the 3S strategy, is that my background, my story was about, you know, having, you know, uh, people around me that were workaholics and they weren't enjoying their lives. You know, my dad dedicated his life to his work to retire, and that was no different than me dedicating my life to selling a business and then feeling empty. And so, you know, then I got, became an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurs are no better. You know, we, you know, many times entrepreneurs are working 80, 90 hours a week, and they are zombies. You know, not only do they not make any money sometimes, but, but often have less time for their kids anyway or for their families and friends. And so I said, you know what pisses me off? That's what pisses me off. I, you know, and people that are that are working their lives away and they're not enjoying the journey of life and, and, and enjoying the moments and having fun, and whether it's in corporate, whether it's as an entrepreneur. And I said, you know what? That's what pisses me off. And what I'm going to stand for is is I, I want to help people live a life on fire. And what that means is for someone to have a life that has a purpose, someone to live a life where they where they love what they do for work. They're helping other people. They're create. They're you know they're creating contribution to those around them, adding value for them, and also giving back. And in a life on fire for each and every single person may be different. For my brother, the guy has, you know, a wife, two kids, an absolutely incredible life, makes a ton of money, works her home, his wife doesn't have to work. And you know what? He has a corporate job. My brother, Joe Unsworth, is living a heck of a life on fire. And so it just depends. For each person, it's different. But it's just about loving what you do and, and, and always keeping in the forefront of your mind that, you know, having fun and enjoying your life is the paramount. You know, your happiness is number one more than money, more than anything else. So when you really put that as the focus and you do what you love for work and do things that you're good at, all the other stuff will actually follow. You know, when you're doing your, your life, you know, work, it will follow. So, you know, that's how I look at a life on fire. That's and, awesome. Uh, and that branding came together because I got really clear on my story, my stance, and then I created a strategy to build a business around that passion that I do have. 
Awesome. And by the way, guys, life, you guys can go to lifeonfire.com to learn more about Nick. And also, he's having an awesome event, which um, you know, I want to see if I can get out there December 5th through the 7th in San Diego. I don't even know if you have tickets still available. Um, yeah, we, we uh, to we're, crazy. we're up to like 300 and like 15 uh, tickets sold, and we sold out the room block, but we just got them to open up a couple more spots. So we're we are like right at the cusp of um, I don't know how many more rooms they're going to give us. We're cool. Where can a person go to get information out. on that or on the event? Yeah, yeah so it's uh, it's igniteevent2014.com. So igniteevent2014.com. And we're actually doing it as a uh, free ticket offer. Um, so awesome. it's only a $97 deposit. And, you know, you can just show up and do three days. We've got amazing guest speakers. And um, it's called Ignite Your Movement, and we're walking on hot coals. And literally, I'm so fired up about it. it I mean, it's it's going to be a life changing experience for for me. Awesome, man. For every well, might, everyone might, that's in that room. So well, I might have to sneak up there on December fifth. Yeah, I think awesome, you should, brother. man. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a heck, you know heck of an after party and all that good stuff too. So it'll be fun. Awesome, awesome, cool, man. All right, cool. Did you have a, another question for me? Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, so I want to. Um, you know, ask you about um, about mentorship. About um, you know, what is what is a book or a person or like a networking event that has really had a huge impact on your life and business? Oh wow! Um, I mean, I try to get to as many events as possible. I mean, um, I I don't know if I can mention one event, book, um, man. So <laughs> I turn around in my office and I look at all the books. <laughs> How about I go to mentors? I'll tell you some mentors cool. that have affected on my life. Um, cool. Okay, so my first guy that I joined when I first joined my first network marketing company, it was a direct sales company, and he was, and this was the guy that I saw everywhere um, when I was searching for a direct sales company. So. Let me actually back up a little bit, one second, because I want under, everyone to understand the process of how this happens. So when I first found this industry, I had pretty much lost everything. Bank, a bank sent me a, an email that said, I'm sorry. That was what the subject line said. And basically, the email said that we can't fund any of your deals. So basically, I, I, within one email, I, I lost like 50 grand. And I had to call all these people back and tell them I wasn't going to be able to do a deal for do their loans and got cr- screamed at, cursed out. That was the day I actually found the internet, internet marketing. The, day, the worst day of my life was the best day of my life. So that day, after calling everyone, I went on to Google, and I saw this ad that said I could make money on Google. And I was a guy that could barely send an attachment on an email. So I don't even really remember much. I just know that I packed up my files, got, wrote down the lady's number. She had like some ebook on Google AdWords or whatever. But in reality, it was just a lead magnet to get me into her direct sales company. So I called her and started researching her some more and found out some things about her I wasn't really happy about and didn't really get a good vibe. So I started researching other companies. In fact, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, was like, why don't you just do a little bit more research? So I started researching other direct sales companies, and I remember thinking, if I just use the same strategies I use in real estate in terms of direct mail and some of the marketing methods, I could you know, make money in this direct sales. And that was my first thought, um, $1,000 commissions and you know, yada, yada, yada. So as I start searching, I see this guy everywhere. And the guy that I saw everywhere was a guy named Terry Dorland. So he was actually my first mentor. 
And he taught me some Google AdWords strategies, and I put $1,000 into Google AdWords and lost it all in like, a, in like an hour. It was, it was horrible. Had a bunch of clicks, no sales, no lead. I mean, like one or two leads. It was just bad. I was bidding on the wrong keywords. I just was doing everything wrong. So I called him and I said, hey, is there anything else you can refer me to so I can learn this stuff even more? I mean, I'm really fascinated with this traffic thing. And the only reason I joined him was actually to learn that strategy because every direct sales company I researched, I saw him. So I was like, I can do that and people will find me. So that, he referred me to Jay Bud's system, Seven Figure Networker, and I quickly saw that and that's all I needed. I mean, I just ran with it. I mean, I didn't miss a webinar for the entire existence of that system. Every training and every met method that was in there, I watched 100 times. I mean, I did every strategy there could be, and eventually I became the top earner in that system and top producer in um, Seven Figure Networker. We had and that was my first interview. That's how I met Jay Bud. That's how we got close. And it wasn't because I just called him. I didn't even – I literally wanted to produce my way in. I wanted him to notice based off of my production. So he finally reaches out to me one day, and he's like, hey, man, like you're doing awesome – and that's how we built that relationship, and, you know, we're good friends to this day. Well, he was my very first mentor, and what drove me, what I liked about him was just, you know, I mean, if you remember the old J-Bud. I mean, this dude was relentless. Like, it was, you know, oh, he was just yeah. a freak. And he was just, and that's kind of where action, I get my passion action from. Action taker, yeah. Yeah, he was an action taker, and, like, that, so people always they say to me, like, how do you keep going? And it's like, this is what, where I started. This is what I saw. And I, and I hope that my students get that and realize you've got to, like, do the, do the work. So from there, um, you know, he started kind of talking. Like, he would, like, for example, Unstoppable Entrepreneur was one of his events. And at the event, I didn't even know it, but he shared my story at the event. And I had sponsored, like, I don't know, it was like 1,200 people into a company. And, you know, the company grew to, like, 20,000 distributors. And he shared that message at his event. So that was when I first realized the power of kind of what I talked to you about it being a distribution channel. And, what, and people, sometimes they think they do everything on their own, and sometimes you need a little bit of a boost. But the thing is, most of the time the boost is deserved because of the actions and the value that you've provided. But sometimes people aren't willing to wait for that. Like they want to do it and get there before it's their time. So when that happened – like, for me, I literally had this, like, mindset that I, didn't ne I never wanted to let them down. Like, if you're going to put me on that pedestal and share my story to your audience, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be your number one student. Like, there, there's not even anyone that can – like, I'm going over and beyond to make – to not, one, help you make money. That was always my thing. I want to make you as much money as possible. And people don't get that. If you make your mentor money, they're going to seek you out, and they're going to basically be your best friend. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, I just tried to make them money. And, and over the years, I've made, I mean, from commissions and sales, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in just promoting products. But at the same time, while I'm making him money, I'm making money, and I'm learning. And I think that that's what sometimes people miss. So from there, from, from that, I met a lot of the mentors that I know today. So it's like, you know, I go to these events, and I put in – because of production, and I met people like Mark Hoverson, and you know, Brent, you know, I met Ray Higdon. So literally, all of the connections that I've connected with over the years have come from meeting them at live events and from producing. So, you know, I would tell everyone: start just by implementing the methods and doing what your mentor teaches you, and it will lead you to how it led to you. Like, I mean. Um, you know, Jonathan spoke at my event last year, and you're speaking this year. I'm pumped up about it. Um, 
last year we had John Lee Dumas, and I don't even know how we started talking about you, um, but he mentioned that you guys lived in, like, in the same area or same building or something like that. I'm like, cool, love that guy. And then we were able to connect from that. And now we're on a conference, and now you're going to be speaking at my next event. And it's all how, it's just, just how this whole world just kind of brings itself together. So I think you meet your mentors when you just find people that have similar values as you and people that just have that same type of passion and, and, uh, and those goals. So um, hopefully that answers your question. It's a yeah, long-winded no. version, but, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, yeah, J-Bud is um, – What's crazy is, um, you know, when I went to Evan Pagan's Guru Mastermind, and that was when I was, you know, fifty thousand bucks in debt, and I, we discovered we were both, you know, lived and grew up in Connecticut, a town adjacent to each other, and, and I was like, hey, I'm like, man, what, what's the secret? You know, how do I, how do I crush it like you are? And, and he was driving his, you know, A4 at the time, and he just looked back with a big old Jonathan Bud grin, and he just said, brother, you just have to take massive action. And, you know, we hear uh, taking action and massive action. I mean, that must have heard it a million times, right? I think we all heard it a lot. But it was at that moment when I, it, it finally sunk in, and it was to stop feeling bad for myself and to just pick something and go, because sometimes to find your purpose, you can't just conceptually think about it or consciously think about it. I had mm-hmm. to just do the actions and, and turn over enough rocks until finally I got it, you know, and I think that that's, you know, that's the beauty of putting yourself in the environment to, to hang with, with people that are where you want to go. And, and you, know, what, you know, Jonathan Budd made that impact on me. He's had a big impact on you. You know, putting ourselves in the right places at events and just always trying to network up, 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 and up, you know, each and every single day. But so cool, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. So I got one more question for you, then we'll open it up and allow cool. some of the listeners to uh, chime in and ask a question. All right, so I actually did – Today's my podcast is what I would tell myself about business five years ago. Like if I could go back and talk to myself, knowing what I know now, to the person five years ago, like what would I say and tell myself? So I wanted to ask you that same question. What would you tell yourself if you could go back and talk to yourself five years ago from what you know now and uh, moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I would um, I would have hired a business coach earlier. That is my biggest uh, takeaway is that, um, you know, I had, you know, an upline mentor in network marketing, you know, way back when I was in my early 20s, but, but th- th- that's different. You know, uh, a, a, a solid business coach, that is where you want to be, you know, and, and I think that that's what's so fun about life or being an entrepreneur is that, you know, I, you could just look at, you know, who has a life that you want? You know, I mean, start there. You know, who's got that lifestyle and, and who – you know, and ha- it appears to be happy. They've got a great family life. They, um, you know, are making a good living. And literally just think about who's got the lifestyle that you would just love to have. And they're in an industry that resonates with, you know, what you want to do. And, you know, because every industry there are, you know, leaders in every single industry. And, and, and literally just look at, like, who is that person for you and, you know, if they are a coach or, uh, you know, do mentorship, awesome, then, uh, you know, find a way to pay for it. It's not an expense. It's an investment. You know, you will make that money back. I mean, I paid 36000 bucks to have a life on fire, literally, a business and a life that is actually on fire. And I would have paid every single nickel and dime. I would have given everything I had, and I would have 
lived with a friend on a couch if I had to to go from the place of where I was to where I'm at now. And you can't put a price tag on that. And so if I could look back and say, man, I, I got that lesson when I, you know, hit 30. Um, but if I had that lesson and if I just just made my life so much easier and just said, who do I want to be like and, and what life do I want to live, point to that person and then just find a way. You know, hire them as a coach or mentor or if you, if you, if you absolutely can't, find a way to be close to them. Can you intern for them? Can you work for them? Could I have run Facebook ads for someone? You know, whatever that may be. But get yourself aligned and get yourself next to someone that's where you want to be as a coach, ideally, and, and find a way to make the money to make it happen. We are all live in, uh, uh, if you're on this call, odds are you have opportunity. You could have a second job. You could do whatever you need to do if you wanted it bad enough. And that's the, that's the big question is, you know, how bad do you want it? And, you know, are you willing to stick your neck out there to work with someone that you resonate with that's where you want to be? Find a way to pay for it. You know, suck it up, take risks, and, you know, don't take no for an answer and uh, make it happen. So getting that coach is, is advice. I, I, I couldn't had. agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. And when you're saying that, I, like, can visualize you, like, clawing, scratching. I'll sweep yeah. the floor. I'll do it. I mean, I can see you. That's the, like, I can hear it in your voice because you know where that will get you. And there's so many people that aren't willing to do that. They're like, why should I have to sweep the floor? Why should I have to scrape and work hard? Like, it should just be easy. You know, I went to college and I got a degree. It shouldn't, you know, I can, should be able to make, like, they have all these things that they think entitle them to, like, these, what, to what they want. But every person that I know that has what it is that most people want have that passion. Like, I literally can, I mean, I literally know right now, if you, if you, I feel this, and I, I mean, I, I'm pretty, I'm probably willing to bet everything in my bank account that if they took all of your money right now, give you six months, probably even less, and you are back to enrolling because you will claw your way back. And that is what it takes, guys. Like, that is absolutely what it takes. Am I right or wrong about that about you? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so, guys, with that being said, if you have a question for Nick, uh, go ahead and hit star six. I'm going to take two questions. I know people may talk over each other, uh, but, uh, you know, we're here to help you guys. And it's a different setup, a different format, I understand, in terms of going back and forth. But I think that I've been on a lot of interviews, and I, and I want to use this time to get value, which I got a tremendous amount of value from you today, and I think that uh, the listeners did as well. So if you guys have a question, star six. Let's go. Hello. Good afternoon. This is Alice from Michigan. Hey, how are hey, you? Hey. Doing fabulous. I enjoyed it. This is my second time getting on a call, so thank you so much for sharing. I have a question for both Nick and for you, Vince. When is the event that's coming up, and will there be fire walking at your event? <laughs> I'll let Nick go first. <laughs> uh, so, so my event is called uh, Ignite. And it's, so it's Ignite uh, Events 2014, and that's December 5, 6, 7 in San Diego. Free tickets available now, um, but limited seating and limited rooms left in the, in the room block. Awesome. And I, I definitely am going to get up there to check that out. I'm, I'm excited. Never That'd done the firewalk thing, so that might be – that might be. I don't know if the fire can handle these feet, though. Football all these years. <laughs> hey, I mean, if they, if they can handle, if they can handle Tony Robbins and that and that spray. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, well, my event, um, I don't think it's gonna have fire because I don't have much experience with that, and I don't want people, um, I don't want any insurance claims or anything like that on me on my record. But maybe if I go, 
to to uh, Nick's event and get some experience. It's, it's a possibility in a future event, but we won't. We, we I doubt we have fire, but we will have fire from the stage when Nick gets on okay. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, great question. Um, before we take the next question, I, I, something just came to my mind, and it was something that you said. You know, always looking to go to the next level and network up. Um, you know, you know, I was just talking to Ray, and we're both probably going to a, a 25k group um, next month, or actually um, this year. And I believe you're. Are you in Genius Network as well? Oh, you're gonna hop on there? Yeah, Dude, man. It's incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. We, we need yeah, to talk totally. about that afterwards. But I think I saw yeah. some of you talking about that. But that's just another example of uh, just trying to to network up. Um, star Star Six guys, if you have a question. Hey, Vince, it's Warren. Can you hear me? I can. What's up, brother? Hey, good morning, guys. Man, awesome, uh, awesome uh, <laughs> mastermind. You guys are, are uh, definitely bringing the value. Um, I did have a question for for Nick. Um, I'm actually going to be uh, attending your live event, so Vince definitely got to got to make it, brother. Um, Ooh, nice. I'll be I'll be there I'll be there in December. So um, my question for you, I I, um, I actually just barely started following you. Um, just the things that you're doing on on Facebook and um, the the um, the summit that you're that you're hosting. Um, my question for you is, can can you give a uh, um, the community just like one or two tips on like how you connect with um, like all these transformational leaders that you're um, that you're a part of and, and that you bring on as as guests? Like, how do you connect with these type of people? Yeah, that's a it's an awesome question. And here's the thing: it all boils down to value first. You know, um, how do you create value for them? And um, so. Um, what's really awesome is I feel like we did it in a way that was a complete win-win-win. And so for someone like Brian Tracy, he is absolutely – he's someone that is, um, I hate to say past doing interviews, but he is so busy and, you know, he's uh, coming up on retirement and he's done, you know, over 50 books. I mean, he's kind of multi-multi-millionaire business. And he's not an easy guy to just get on a podcast or to interview or to get on my summit. But what I did was I said, how do I make this so juicy, so viable for Brian that he says not only says yes, but says yes and wants to promote it? And the reason was because um, I created another value proposition where I said, all right, well, we're going to do this really cool fundraiser. We're going to build a school in Guatemala. And we created this thing. So once someone opts in to get the free content on the summit, um, the unique piece is that they opt in to get the, the free sessions. And then afterwards, um, there's a video that says, hey, you know, before you go, you know, we want to share with you this Business on Fire bundle has over $6,000 of courses, literally over 6,000 books of, of market value courses from some of the most, you know, in, you know, transformational world leaders, and you get it for 97 bucks. Now it's just, you know, 197 bucks. And so Brian Tracy put in two of his courses, a $500 course and a $300 course, and that adds value to that bundle. You know, that's why we're able to build a school because people are buying the bundle. You know, you'd be crazy not to. It's 197 bucks and you get some of the most, in, in, you know, informative and incredible products on the market. And But the sweet thing is that for Brian Tracy, he's getting the buyer's list because he has a product in the bundle. You know, Mike Koenigs has a product in the bundle. He's getting the buyer's list. You know, and, and the thing is that we want to, um, you know, that was one of the ways that I added value for them because they put in a digital product that they have, they're getting a buyer's list, and I then ask for the interview. Um, so it's the value exchange first. 
Um, you know, other ways that I, I'll add value is, you know, um, is by, um, you know, building the school in Guatemala that makes it easy to get out of bronze and pencil to promise. And the thing is that once you get one person, you get one information, you know, one, you know, big game changer, world changer, you get the one big name I call it the anchor, then it's easy to get everyone else. As soon as I had Brian Tracy, it was easy to get the other speakers. You know, so you just kind of focus on one. And, it, you know, if you did a summit with 10 people on it and you just had 10 interviews, you know, if you had one person on there and you said you can sell your product, you know, you're going to promote it, you don't ask for anything at all. You just do a, a complete give, give, give. Well, once you get that big name speaker on there, then for everyone else, you, you know, if they want to be on next to that person, you know, they're happy to do that. You know, so it, it, just, it all comes back to value, and you've got to know what the hot buttons are of your target market. You know, I know just kind of like Vince referenced before, if you make someone money, they're going to be happy. You know, we know that any traffic our you know, affiliates send, we're giving them a lifetime tag. So anything we sell to that customer for the rest of our lives, um, they're going to get a, get a commission. So we just we took out all the objections. And we made it easy. We made it fun. We added a ton of value. Awesome, That's awesome. Thanks for that. And the, that bundle, by the way, is, is great. I actually got that, so it's it's actually a lot oh, of value. Sweet. In there. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's awesome. Sweet. That was that was definitely genius. Well, thanks, awesome, appreciate brother. It. Cool. All right, well, we got I got two minutes. Is there anyone else that has a question for Nick? Star six. It's a chance. You know, this is going to go out to a lot of people, so. Let's make sure we uh, we bring it. Bring it, bring it. Bring it, bring it, bring it, star six. All right, well, I guess people are shy. <laughs> All right. All right, well, listen, man, I, I just want to say I appreciate you for coming on. Um, like, your energy is magnetic, and, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people can learn a lot from you. I mean, the value that you basically are putting out there, um, when people, you know, they have a they have a question of how they equate money to value, and you know, for me, it's it's, it's what you're doing. It's you know, when people people don't understand that if people don't understand that if they want to make more money, they need to provide more value. They should just watch you, <laughs> and and then they can see how it how you can turn value into money. So I just want to appreciate you. I just want to say I appreciate you for coming on, and uh, you know, I look forward to your event. I look forward to seeing you at our at our live event and uh, doing more in the future, man. So appreciate it. Cheers. I love it. Well, it's been uh, an honor to be on here, so thank you for that. I love what you're up to and uh, and all the things you have cooking and just wanted to uh, say thanks for the opportunity, and it's been great hanging with all you guys. Awesome, guys. Well, guys, that completes another mastermind session where anything goes. Uh, make sure you continue to just focus on getting better each and every day and uh, providing value, and you can make it happen. All right, guys, take care. Have a great day, and I'll see you guys on the next mastermind. Bye-bye. Boom.